That's a good start. <laughs> uh, uh, good morning. It's a pleasure and a joy to be here um, and open the word with you. Uh, my name is Verena Prince. I'm German, just in case you don't know me and wonder what kind of strange accent that is. Today we're looking at different parables of Jesus and um, it's great to hear Marvin, and it's kind of like a sequel what I will uh, bring now. Um, I don't know about you, how you, if you like parables, I love parables, um, uh, because they tell stories, and they're usually very engaging and interesting. But they're also more than just a story. Um, Jesus uses parables to highlight certain aspects of faith um, and what is important to God. There might even be a warning sometimes to turn away from a long, wrong lifestyle. Um, so each parable has like a spotlight on a th certain theme. It, uh, imagine like a spotlight on stage. So we have certain spotlights here. And just imagine there's certain spotlights uh, on different parables. We just had the spotlight on the forgiveness and the, the compassionate heart of God. And in this parable, I will share with you now... The spotlight is on the attitude of our hearts. Pride versus humility. Self-righteousness versus, um, versus being right with God. So let's read it first, um, and then we talk about it. It's in Luke 18, 9 to 14. I read it to us. Do I have it there? Ah, yeah. To some who were confident on their own, of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers and evildoers, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance, don't even look up to heaven, but he beats his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all the who, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Um, so the first sentence says, for whom this parable is meant, um, that's always good to know. Oh, it's not there anymore. Um, I read it to us again. To those who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. Yeah, so um, we, of course, don't condemn anyone and we never look down on anyone. Uh, but anyway, while I was preparing for this talk, um, I wondered who my, I might have looked down on in my life. Maybe sometimes I catch myself thinking, I could do that clearly better than that person. Um, or I might be judgmental towards a person who has wronged me, who has even lied to me, or has hurt me. Um, so I find myself in the right to judge that person. Who do you despise or look down on? Maybe you are well-educated, you know a lot of things, you have certain skills, and you look down on someone who's not as able who's not as clever and intelligent as you. Maybe someone's English is not as perfect like mine. 
Um, maybe it's a person at church that looks different, differently, um, sings in the wrong tune, or maybe someone who hasn't got it all together, who is on and off of church meetings. Who would you look down on? Maybe you look down on foreigners or refugees or people who live on the benefit system. They get free housing and support. Why not you? Maybe someone who has messed up his or her life altogether. Maybe beggars in the street or worse, someone who's done something bad, who's stolen, stolen from you. You might feel entitled to feel judgmental about him or her. And we better don't even start with politicians. So I guess it might happen sooner or later to all of us that we have similar feelings like this Pharisee. We don't want it, but it happens. And this Pharisee actually lived a very correct life. He knows the Bible of those days. He gives money to the poor. He gives generously on gift day. Um, he's at all prayer meetings. He's in several small groups. He fasts every week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah? And he's usually very nice to people he likes. So far, we don't know about any visible sins that he has committed. So that's probably more than uh, we could say about our own lives. So the Pharisee approaches God quite confident. He thinks he's right before God. And then on the other hand, we have this tax collector who has messed up. He's a sinner, a thief, probably corrupt too. He stands in the temple, but far away. So very ashamed of what he has done. He beats himself. And he's fully aware of his sins and really sorry. Jesus says... He will be made right before God. So why him and not the Pharisee who did everything right? We would probably like him at church. It seems unfair. But I think both men have a big problem. There's the sinner um, who, um, who's a thief and has betrayed many people. And the difference between him and the Pharisee is he knows he needs help. He needs the mercy of God for his sins. So he approaches God very humbly. And then the Pharisee, on the other hand, has another big problem. He's a sinner too, but he doesn't know it. He has a problem with his attitude and with his heart. He doesn't realize that he needs God's mercy as well. He's quite pleased with himself. Um, if you read that uh, piece again, he approaches God in a state of self-righteousness. He talks more to himself than to God, really. His heart is not right with God. He's proud. He's a proud man. And Jesus tells us in James 4, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The truth is, we all need God every day. Because getting it right with God cannot be achieved by doing, simply doing the right things. I mean, it's, of course, very good to do good things and encourage every one of us to do more of those to make this world a better place. However, our good deeds will never make ourselves righteous before God. Do you know that? Most of you know it. But are you really aware that in the eyes of God... You're not better than the person next to you or the one you look down on. We all need God to give us his righteousness. 
We cannot earn it by being clever or doing things correctly or even perfectly. Jesus accomplished that on the cross for us. It's a gift. And we all need to understand that this is a gift and it stays a gift. It doesn't suddenly change that we are now better than anyone else. The text collector had understood that he needed help and that he was really dependent on God's mercy. So he humbly approached God and he received mercy. Um, Jesus said he went home vindicated. So how can we approach God with the right attitude? How can we be right with God? I think for Jesus it's really more important how we are and who we are than what we do. It's important to do the right things, but for God it's very important who we are, how our heart, how, how our um, attitude is. The Bible is full of proverbs and warnings against pride and prideful thinking, and God looks out for the humble in heart. So what can we do? In Psalm 139, towards the end, it says, Search me, God, and know my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me. So, examine your heart regularly, maybe every day. Take the time to listen and let the Lord show you where you need help. Where have you offended God, maybe? With the wrong heart, with the wrong attitude. Maybe you need help with forgiveness. Are you bitter? Maybe the Lord shows you that you need to repent of a deeper sin yourself. So work on your own issues. If you struggle with pride, present to God and repent. Strong word. But I think it's important to also live it. Repent. Why? Because pride will destroy you. Pride is never from God, but it's always from our enemy. He wants to destroy us, and so he wants to give, let us give in to pride. But the good news is, if you present whatever it is to God, he forgives you. And we just had this wonderful parable on, the, on God's heart to say he loves to forgive. So for those who are honest, for those tax collectors and Pharisees amongst us, this is really good news. So how do we come and stay humble? Compare yourself with God and not with others. Secondly, be thankful for what you have been given. It's a gift. And then thirdly, be aware of how you can mess up um, and work on your own issues and follow him and not yourself. So stay humble. I say that to myself as well. Stay humble <laughs> also after church and then the Lord will hear you and he will be near you. Amen.